season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR podcast. Today we have Defiance High School Baseball Associate Head Coach and CEO of Credo Sports. We got Rick Weaver on the JKR podcast for the bit for the baseball business series presented by Old Fort Baseball. Rick, super pumped to get you on the show. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be on the show and uh, look forward to talking to you. Awesome. And I, I'm super pumped to dig into, you know, not only Defiance High School Baseball, but Defiance uh, mm-hmm. But you know, Credo Sports as well. But before we dig into your coaching career, before we dig into Credo Sports, I got one question I like to ask everybody that gets on the JKR podcast just to start it out. And that is for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Rick Weaver? Oh, well, that's a good question. Uh, um, well, I'm a high school math teacher. I teach at Defiance High School. I teach uh, pre calculus and uh, probability and statistics. I've been there. 23 years. Uh, I've been the associate head baseball coach for that entire time. Um, and then I'm also the head golf coach. I've done that for eight years. Um, graduated from Bryan High School, which is about 20 minutes uh, from Defiance. Uh, big rivals in baseball. So it was a big jump when I came over to the uh, the rival school to coach over here. Okay. So, you know, let's dig into your coaching career first, you know, going to Defiance. Just, you know, take us through that start in your coaching career. You know, what was that motivation? And was there anything before Defiance or was that kind of, you know, your first job within uh, within baseball? Yeah, so um, out of college or actually my senior year of college, I coached at Dublin Kaufman High School, uh, which is a suburb of Columbus. I coached baseball there. Um, and then my first year of teaching, I was actually down in northern Kentucky, uh, Ludlow. I was a head baseball coach there. And then I actually coached basketball at Cincinnati Moeller. Um, and then, uh, my high school head coach, Tom Held at Brian jumped over to defiance first and he called me, um, said, we have a math opening, need an assistant on the varsity. Would you want to do it? Um, and I took the job. My, literally my intention was to be there three, four years and then, um, take another program over and be a head coach. And, um, 23 years later, I'm still here (laughs) coaching with him. So you, you say basketball coach there, you know, or baseball coach, golf coach, you know, were you always baseball specific? Was that always, you know, the sport that you had, you know, the most passion for, or, you know, where did that come in to, you know, be a baseball specific coach, but also have golf and basketball in your um, realm as well? Yeah, I, I played all three sports in high school. I played uh, baseball, basketball, and football. And actually when I came to Defiance, I was a football coach and a baseball coach. So uh, varsity uh, football coach, I was the quarterback's coach and I did baseball. Um, and then my wife became pregnant with our second child. And basically she said, you are never home. You need to pick one sport. And, um, at the time we were, we were just kind of starting to build uh, a really good thing going with, with baseball. Um, we had a guy by the name of Chad Billingsley, who was a sophomore and he ended up being a first round pick with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then we had another guy, John Neese, who was actually a seventh rounder uh with the Mets so um it was a tough decision because really I always wanted to be a head football coach and um 
was just one of those where I, I liked where our the direction was heading in baseball and I and I went with the baseball and it's it's worked out perfectly. Okay. So you know, having that opportunity to coach football, coach basketball, coach baseball and golf, what is that comparison between coaching all four of those different sports? They're all four totally different. Um, you know, you got you got the basketball and the football where it's a yelling, screaming, the you know, get them pumped up coaching. Um, baseball, a little more laid back. You may have to get into them every now and then, but uh, it's such a mental game. You can't yell too much and, and break their psyche. And then golf, I basically just have to get them to the matches. And um, I'm kind of like, I always say in golf, I'm like Dr. Phil. You just got to counsel them for nine holes and <laughs> make sure they survive the round. So you kind of dug into it there when you mentioned, you know, Billingsley, there's Nice as well. As I was doing a little bit of research, and like I said, I'm from Northeast Indiana, so I've heard of that defiance program for a while as I was going through high school and just continuously working within the baseball industry. For you working there for 23 years, I mean, like we said, great program there. You know, what kind of has led to that success of that defiance program that you've been a part of? I, I think the biggest thing is what they always say is like success breeds success. And what we tried to do early on, um, so my first year was, was Chad Billings' freshman year. Um, and then what we tried to do um, when he was a, a senior, John Neese was a sophomore. So we would pair them together. So we would have John work with Chad to see what the great ones do. Um, and then we had Tyler Bragoon who ended up going to Michigan. We paired him with uh, John Neese. And then coming through was Justin Hancock, who um, went to Lincoln Trail and then was drafted by the Padres. And then he worked with Dace Kime, who went to Louisville. And then Dace Kime worked with Anthony Kidston, who ended up going to Louisville. So it was just a, a progression. And, and what we had, the younger guys, we always paired up with the older guys so they understood what it took to be great. So with all these guys that have gone through that Defiance program, you know, you being one of those, the associate head coach, what are some of those relationships you've built with some of those guys? And, you know, as they move on to their careers, they go to college, they get drafted, go play pro ball. You know, how involved are you or, you know, what type of relationship is that that you have with some of those, you know, Defiance alumni? Yeah, we we have a, a really strong um, alumni base. We have um, a, a very connected, I, we, you always say family, um, but um, we, we have um, a huge uh, email database with everyone in it. We we'll send emails and give them updates. Um, I get text messages from former players all the time, whether or not it's, you know, they're getting engaged. They just had a kid. Um, maybe they're getting a new job, very close to former players. Uh, we, we try to stay connected with them all the time. And, and I remember when I was younger, um, I went to a, a, a high school clinic and a coach that was speaking said one of the most gratifying moments for him are when former players invite him to their weddings. And, and as a young guy, didn't really uh, mean much to me. And then as I got older, I understood where he was coming from because, I mean, that, that shows you that they uh, have a lot of respect for you and, and think highly enough for you to um, – invite you to their wedding. So uh, I personally with my wife and then um, coach held and his wife, the four of us usually every summer make, make a journey to three or four weddings and, and it's really a good time. And, and every reception ends the same way of 
all the former players uh, at our table telling stories and uh, different things of all the things we did to them where they hated us back then. And now they laugh about it. So it's, it's awesome. The memories are really what, what makes this job fulfilling. I'm sure. And with all those different guys, you know, that are going to that defiance program, going on to that next level with you being so close to them, you know, did you kind of play a role within that recruiting process in terms of in any of these guys recruiting processes, uh, you know, as they go through, maybe help them out, contact college coaches, or for the most part, did you kind of stay away from that? No, uh, Coach Hall and I are, are, are big in that. We'll tell them. Um, we will do um, whatever it takes. So we'll email coaches. Um, we'll help them with whatever they can. We'll give them advice. Um, but we always tell them at the end of the day, it's it's their and their family's decision. We will never sway them one way or the other. We'll give them some advice, but it, it'll ultimately boil down to what them and their family thinks is the best decision for them. Okay. All right. I got one question that's not about defiance, but with you being in this baseball, well, the high school baseball industry for 23 years, travel baseball, you know, from, from what my understanding has pretty expanded quite a bit these past 20, 30 years or so. So through your eyes, with all those great ball players you had to go through that defiance program, how have you kind of seen travel baseball, you know, just kind of expand and evolve here these past 23 years? It's a total 180. So when we first started, it was the elite of the elite. And John were about our only two travel guys for a while. And and it was always travel was the big time division one players, the draft guys out of high school. Um, and then it slowly um, trickled down to everyone. Like everyone plays, plays travel baseball. And um, we're fortunate in that we kind of have like a summer season it's called Acme Baseball, which is um, basically your next spring's team. So the seniors, when they graduate, now we bring up our JVs and we'll play 30 games with um, next year's spring team. Um, so we're fortunate in that. And for a while, we fought the travel. And travel is good. It has a lot of benefits. So um, our guys go and play travel now. We have a lot of guys. And the, the only thing we ask our guys is, at the end of the summer, we have a, a huge Acme tournament, which is about 80 to 90 teams. And the only thing we ask is they come back and they play in the tournament for us. Okay. All right. So let's dig into this 2023 season real quick, briefly. Then we'll dig into Kratos Sports. So kind of give us an yeah. outlook on this 2023 spring season, <laughs> how it's going so far, and what, what it's looking like here as this spring wraps up. Yeah. So we, we had a really good season last year. We we finished rank. Um, we were the final um, poll champs in Division Two, Division One, the biggest schools. So we're one notch below. Um, we lost in the regionals last year. So we had two losses last year. We lost in the regionals, one nothing. Um, we gave up one hit and lost one nothing. Um, so we lost our number one, Jaden Jerger. He's now at Ohio University, but we we returned our two, three, and four starters. So. Um, we're pretty set with pitching this year. Um, Braden Shaw is, is signed at Akron. Uh, Aiden Kiesling is signed at Finley. And then David Jimenez uh, has not committed yet. Um, we were, again, we were ranked preseason number one. Um, so uh, we're, we're hoping we'll have another successful spring. We just started Monday. Uh, we won all three games, a couple of them really tight. Uh, we won the first game one nothing, and we faced a really good pitcher who's going to Tiffin. And then last night we 
um, played Bowling Green, who's a, a perennial, really um, great program in our area, and we we beat them three to one. So, um, not the greatest of weather for week one, but um, we've escaped so far. Yeah, like I said, I'm from Northeast Indiana, so I remember just a couple of years ago those late, I guess late March games where you're like in oh. between innings, you're just shivering, you're so cold, miserable, it's pouring down <laughs> rain. It seems like every I. Man, that I I don't miss those first first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, but you mentioned Bowling Green as like you know a perennial you know great team in your guys' area. You guys as that number one team in in Ohio. You know what does that competition level look like there in Ohio? You know I've heard of like I said Defiance. You mentioned Moeller, Art, um, all those different schools. What does that competition level look like in your guys' area of Ohio? Yeah, Northwest Ohio is really good baseball. We play in the the Western Buckeye League which is a really good baseball league. So um, really, when you look at it um, this year, uh, some of the favorites are us, Wapakoneta. Um, their, their number one is going to Indiana State, Landon Brandt. And then Lima Bath um, has Blaine Allwright, who is signed with Indiana. So um, it's going to be a, a uh, tough season. Uh, the league is our, – our baseball league is really, really good. It's a mainly Division two league, but it's – it's really good baseball. Okay. Yeah. I know. So I, like I go to Indiana. So, I mean, our probably, I mean, Brock Tibbetts is from Ohio, great ball player for us. Devin Taylor from Ohio. I'm not sure what parts of Ohio, but I know that, you know, Jake Hanley in the 24 class, like coach Mercer, you know, goes, you know, goes to Ohio quite a bit. Uh, But let's go ahead and let's go ahead and transition a little bit to, you know, Cradle Sports. Take us just digging through into the company, you know, take us through, you know, where that idea came from and just, you know, those are first a couple initial steps to getting the company started. Yeah. So um, it really, it started, I was, I was giving um, hitting lessons to uh, a a boy who's probably 10 years old. His, his father would come to the lessons and we'd talk about different things. And, and I was talking how, I'm a, a big believer in overload training and we always use the hitting jackets and they would slide up about a quarter of the way on the barrel. And, and we were doing some dry swings with the sun. And I was explaining to him, you know, I, I believe in the overload, but I, I sometimes I think it does more harm than good. And I'm like, if you watch your son, it's too heavy for him because it's on the barrel. His hands are getting out, bat heads dropping. And, and I'm like, I'm, I'm almost hesitant to keep using it with him. And so he asked me, he's like, well, where would you really like the weight? And I'm like, I'd, ideally, it'd be right down by the hands. But I'm like, there's really nothing out there like that. And sure enough, two weeks later, he sends me this picture. And his son has this weight right above the grip. And he's like, is this what you were talking about? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. I'm like, where'd you get that? And he's like, oh, my buddy owns a factory. I told him what I wanted, and he made it for us. And I'm like, man, that is really cool. And he's like, you want to have lunch tomorrow and discuss this? I'm like, yeah, sure. So we go and we have lunch. And he's like, do you think this could sell? I'm like, 100%. I'm like, you know, exit velocity is starting to take off for hitters where, you know, in the last five, seven years, it's all been velocity with pitchers. That's been driveline, got that going. I said, now exit velocity is being big with hitters. I think it could go. And so he's like, all right, well, do you want to start a business? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm a math teacher. I've been a teacher 20 years. I, I don't know a thing about running a business. And he's like, that's okay. I, I can handle that side, but I don't know anything about the baseball side. And that's you. I think it'd be a perfect partnership. And so that's how it started. Um, we launched 
in December of 22. So we're a little over a, a year old. Um, and then in May, we, we came up with the same, came, same concept with golf weights. So we launched those in May. And then we actually have prototypes now for lacrosse, tennis, and hockey to try with the same concept. Okay. So you he said you guys go out to lunch. He goes, let's start a business. How long was that process from that that moment in time to December 2021 where you guys officially launched? How long was that process? And even on your side of things, the most difficult part of that whole process? It was probably seven to eight months. So he had done this before. He had invented some different products. So he already had the patent lawyer. He had everything, um, which if it was me by myself, I would still be sitting on the idea because I would have had no idea where to go forward. So he did all that. Um, what I did then is I started all the, the social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram, started posting. Um, and then I just started sending out emails to college coaches, high school coaches, hitting facilities and just um, seeing who would who would be interested in trying it and, and just trying to get it out there. OK, so at first, you know, he, his friend, you know, makes it in his factory at that. Like at this point, is this still how they're being made in that factory or how has that you know whole uh, um, what's it production process kind of evolved yeah. since that initial time? We have two. Yeah, we have two different factories. We usually we have that one, and then um, one of my friends actually had another factory close to us. So we've been manufacturing them through both of them. Okay, so you guys, you you go ahead and you start that social media. You you start marketing to all the what was you start marketing it to the baseball world. What were some of those biggest ways that you marketed Credo Sports and just marketed to you know different baseball coaches, different baseball programs? What was that key way of marketing? How'd you kind of go about that? <laughs> basically trial and error i would i would you know send out make different tweets um beg people that i knew to retweet it so that it could get out more um then we had some prototypes so i'd make some videos um try to get some people to do some testimonials so i'd give some high school coaches in the area some prototypes to use and ask them to um do some testimonials for us and uh, it was just different things. Um, my wife and I would watch Shark Tank every night, trying to get ideas of people on there of how they got their company known. Um, and what kept coming up was TikTok. And I'm like, I'm 48 years old. I don't know a thing about producing a TikTok. So taught myself how to make some TikToks. Some of them have been good. Some of them I'm like, eh, not so sure about that one. But each one I make, I think I'm getting better and better at them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm still, I mean, I'm shoot, I mean, I'm 21 years old. I'm still learning TikTok, you know. TikTok, <laughs> you know, pretty huge nowadays. So you know, very important. But you know, it is it is a tough thing to learn. Uh, but I know I know you guys were at Apica this past year. Was this your guys' first experience there, you know, doing a little bit of marketing or you know, what you know, how has that been? And you know, what success yeah. did you guys see from there? We actually went to Chicago last year, um, and that was we were brand new. Um, and then we've we've been to the Ohio Coaches Clinic. We've been to Michigan's, um, and then we were back in Nashville again this year. The uh, <clears throat> the feedback we've got has been awesome. Um, I mean, the people that have used it and tried it absolutely love it. Um, so each each day, um, we're we're getting emails from different people. Um, you know, just two weeks ago, a a major leaguer. 
um, actually just went and, and bought it from us. Um, and it went through and I looked at my wife and we both just kind of, went, I can't believe he just ordered that. And we sent it right out to spring training. So we're starting to get into major league players. We're, we're starting to get in some colleges. So it's growing day by day. And, and now we're actually expanding our products. So within the next month or two, we're going to have tees, we're going to have nets, we're going to have batting gloves, bat grip, and, and weighted balls. So we're really starting to grow the brand. Okay, so you're kind of starting to dig into my next question already there. My next question was going to be kind of about the involvement of the company. So, you know, going through all this marketing, you know, learning how to make TikToks, going to ABCA, going to all the state clinics as well, you know, just kind of take us through the evolution process from December, 2021 to where you're at now with, you know, the new launches with, you know, part, not partnering, but, you know, having major league baseball players use your guys' products, just take us through, you know, that whole evolution and how this whole, you know, process has been. Yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. And, and like I said, it's, it's all been a learning experience for me because obviously my education is education. It's it's not the business side. So um, we've we've learned as we we have went on. Um, but we're we're in the second stage now. We're like we're producing, I guess, the Credo 2.0. So we've um, our our original screws are a little smaller, and the the ends are plastic, which will will break from time to time. So now the the newer model has a thicker um, coating. And then our screws are thicker with a metal uh, end, so it, they can't break. Um, and then, like I said, we have the, the other products that should be coming in within the next month or two. Okay. So with those new products, like you, you mentioned weighted balls, which kind of goes with you guys' brand and within, you know, power and strength. But with the batting gloves, the tees and stuff like that, are there any other, you know, specific elements that come with those as well that are maybe different than regular batting gloves, tees and stuff like that? Yeah, so um, the tees are, are going to be, they're just like your high-end tees that the other um, big companies make. Um, our batting gloves are going to be on the high-end batting gloves um, with all the padding on the inside, the extra leather. Um, what we're going to do, what, what our philosophy is, is we're cutting out the middleman. So we're going to be able to offer these high-quality products for less than what others selling. So a, a tee that sells for $120, we're going to be able to sell for $80 to $85. Those the high-end batting gloves that go for $100 to $120, we're going to be able to sell from $50 to $65. Okay. So our whole our whole philosophy is we want the high quality product but we want to get it to the consumers for a cheaper price. Okay. So with these new products, is the production still going to be made in those two factories that the actual original Credo was, was being made at, or, you know, what's that no, they, process look like? No, we had to, we had to find different companies to make um, all of those for us. So these, these companies were just specific with steel companies that could make the bat weights, but they couldn't make the other stuff for us. Okay. So with you being on the, you know, the baseball side, the marketing side, do you kind of see what goes into, you know, making each weight, making each, you know, now T weighted ball and stuff like that. Have you kind of seen that whole process go on? Yeah, it's, it's been uh, interesting. It's been fun um, to, to be on the other side and see how things are made and, our players love it because I bring all the samples to them. So they're the ones that get to try them out. They try out the batting gloves. They've tried out um, the, the weighted balls and, and all of that. And um, they've tried out the bat grips. I think I forgot that we're doing bat grips too. 
but we're doing all that. So they've got to try those out. So now every day they're asking me, coach, when are they coming in? When are they coming in? And they can't wait to, to get the finished products. I'm sure you, I'm sure you guys are team Credo. You guys are traveling around Ohio. You got, I mean, those guys are probably, I mean, other teams are like, you know, what's that logo you guys got on your batting glove? Exactly. Team, team Credo. Uh, but That's right. um, as you mentioned, Credo 2.0, you know what, you know, you mentioned a little bit of the differences there, but you know what, maybe other benefits come from this Credo 2.0, or I guess even the idea to, you know, evolve that product into, you know, a couple minor uh, changes on the, on the actual product. Yeah. The biggest thing was the screw. Um, and, and like I said, we didn't get a ton of people saying the screws broke, but we got enough that we're like, we need to change that. And then the other thing is on the inside, um, there was a um, rubber piece that we had to place in there. And we've, we've taken that out and made the molding and the coating thicker um, with that. So it'll, it'll um, suction better. And I don't want to say better. Cause the other one we haven't had problems, but sometimes that rubber would wear down. So they're not going to get that. Um, but they're still going to get the same benefits. So we didn't change any of the weights. We're still starting at the 10 ounce and, and going up to the 40 ounce. Okay. So, you know, with you guys having those different ounces, 10, I believe was it, is it 10, 20, 30, 40? Or I mean, I can't remember what exactly those numbers were. No, you're good. Yeah. It's 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and then a 40. Okay. So with all those different weight, with all those different weights on the product, you know, what is your suggestion for certain players using certain weights? What is, you know, what is the best way to use the original Credo weight product? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I get that. I get asked that all the time. And, and the first thing I was telling them is you're going to benefit what weight you use, but I think sometimes you can use too much weight and I don't think that'll benefit you. Um, so I always tell people, if you're in between two weights, start with the lowest. But I always I always say the 10 ounces is kind of your seven, eight, nine-year-old. The 15 ounces where you get maybe the, the 11, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, little league age. Um, the 20 ounces, I always tell people that's the most universal for the high school age. Almost all our kids can use a 20-ounce. Um, we have – we've been using – since last year so we've progressed more up to the 25 ounce now with our high school kids and then the 30 and 40 ounce um and that's going to be your your big strong high school guys or your college and, and pro guys um so like when we were doing we use the 40 ounce a lot with dry swings we don't use it a lot for the high school kids with um drill work um but last year so one of our former players at ohio state and he came back with one of his teammates and they wanted to use the 40 ounce. And so at, at the end, I asked him, I said, how did it go? And he's like, T and front toss, 40 ounce were good. He said, we put it on with the machine and we had no chance. <laughs> so at, at the 40 ounces heavy. you pick that up and, and that's heavy. But I always tell people that high school age, 20 to 25 ounces is about the perfect high school weight. Okay, so with all your guys' players, not not being guinea pigs, but, you know, being able to uh, test the products out maybe before everybody else, how quickly have you seen it help and help your players and just evolve their games and evolve their swings using your guys' products? Yeah, I've seen a huge difference. And uh, so what I tell everyone is when I designed this, the, the whole thing that I had in mind was create more exit velocity and more power for our guys. Um, <clears throat> the... Biggest byproduct that's been the, the most beneficial for us is 
the way it has smoothed out swings. So with the weight on the hands, it, it promotes keeping your hands inside the ball. And what it's done is it's helped us become more line drive hitters, um, which is a great byproduct, which, like I said, I, I had, did not have that in mind when I was developing this. I, it was all X velocity and power. And then um, as I started watching our guys and, and as they would use it the first time, they'd come out of the cage and be like, okay, what'd you feel? And every one of them would say, I barrel it up more and I hit more line drives when I'm using it. So we're fortunate enough that we actually have a hit tracks too at our, our, our high school. So I started measuring them for the last year and their X velocity, their distance, those numbers kept climbing. But the other one that kept going up was their line drive percentage. And that's what I like the most was seeing that. Okay. I guess that might be the insider information on why you guys are the number one team in the state of Ohio. Shoot. Uh, but as you guys, as, as Credo Sports, you know, continuously grows and continuously evolves as a company, what is this marketing strategy going forward? Obviously, you guys have a lot of connections within collegiate baseball, pro baseball, just with Defiance High School. But with all those connections, are you guys, you know, maybe planning on bringing in some brand ambassadors or just what is this marketing strategy here going forward? Yeah, that's that's exactly what we want to do. We want to bring in some brand ambassadors. We want to sign um, some college guys to NIL deals. Um, we want to do different things like that. We want to um, set up programs with facilities, um, you know, to give them discounts to um, sell our bat weights in their facilities, um, different things like that. So that's that's our next step uh, of where we want to go. Okay. Awesome. Now, you know, obviously NIL, you know, that's a huge thing nowadays. I was, you know, a little curious just in terms of the brand ambassador part, um, but digging back into actually the beginning of the company, when it comes to marketing and branding Kratos sports, what went into that name idea? Obviously there's power and strength involved within the branding as well. Kind of, you know, where do all these ideas come from and, you know, just take us through that naming process. Yeah, that's a great question. Cause I get asked that a lot. And Coming up with the name was the hardest part for us. We could not come up with a name. Um, at first, we were just trying to think of a, a unique name for the bat weight. And then uh, my partner, Justin Kuhn, was like, well, let's let's come up with a name where we can build a company. He's like, we just come up with a name for the bat weight. We're kind of pigeonholing us and we can only sell bat weights. So then it's about a month, month and a half trying to think. And finally, my my youngest son is like, have you looked into Greek gods? They have great meanings. And I'm like, ah, that's a great idea. And I'm scrolling through and it's about the, the sixth one. And it was Kratos, the uh, god of power and strength. So I'm like, there we go. That's perfect. So that's where we came up with Kratos. Okay. That, you know, that's actually, that's actually a pretty cool story. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, obviously, you know, as more and more brands come out, you know, I've seen, you know, a few of those companies kind of have that same strategy when it comes to, you know, looking at Greek gods or just, you know, the deeper meaning within things. Uh, but just got two more questions here for you. Then we'll go ahead and end it off. You know, as you guys continuously grow, um, you know, what is this plan for Cradle Sports moving into the future? Guys adding new products, you know, signing some NIL deals with some players. Just what is this vision you have heading into this next, you know, two, three years or so for Cradle Sports? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we want to continue to grow. Our, our goal is to um, get in with uh, every major league team. Uh, we're, we're in with two of them now. We want to get in with uh, every division one baseball team, which we're in a handful now. Um, and then we want to um, 
get in with facilities. We want to start um, partnering with facilities and um, which we've, we've done that. We have a handful of facilities we've partnered with. We're in talks with others. Um, and, and our goal is we want to have a cradle bat weight in every uh, kid's hand. Okay, there we go. Love to see it. You know, as as you guys are friends with the J-Care podcast now, you know, I'm hoping that comes true here you know, within these next couple of years. But final question, not really a question, though. You know, any everything that we've talked about so far, if there's anything that we haven't talked about, here's a little bit of free range. Anything you want to give the listeners um, as they want to learn more about Credo Sports? Yeah, um, so our, our website is CredoSports.com. Um, uh, feel free to check us out. Uh, we're Credo Sports is our Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, my personal Twitter handle is at rweaver23. Uh, give us a follow and, and give us a check. And if you have any questions, uh, shoot me shoot me an email, rweaver at credosports.com, and I will answer anything uh, you send my way. Okay, awesome. You know, th- thanks for coming on the show. I mean, like I said, that's the final question. I appreciate you know giving me your time here. I know you guys have a busy season going on right now, defending that number one team in the state title. <laughs> you know, making sure you continuously evolve Cradle Sports. Just thanks for coming on the show. I'm pumped to you know I was pumped to learn more about it. Pumped to see you guys continuously grow and hopefully maybe the next time I make myself uh, make a trip to a major league ballpark, I see some Cradle lo- logo some places. Uh, but that would be thanks awesome. for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.